Let us pray. O Lord, Heavenly Father, I come before you with the highest praise, which is hallelujah. I thank you so much for this wonderful church service. I thank you so much, Lord, that your presence is here right now. Lord, I pray that you will anoint these lists of clay, that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom, but be of everything of heaven and the spirit. Lord, right now, I pray that you will allow me to decrease and for you to increase. Holy Spirit, my friend and closest companion, possess my body and use it in any way that you see fit. Allow whatever it is that you want to be said today, Lord, let it be said. Prepare the people's hearts and minds to believe and receive the word that you have for them today. Lord, we love you. We adore you. Thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. Well, the present comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Oh, I'm leaving in a couple of days. And I've just been so excited, you know, not just for that, but especially for this word today. Because, you know, if you go back and you listen to all my other sermons, this is just going to. It's going to line up perfectly. And I tell you the truth. I did not plan any of that. I did not intend for any of that to line up the way that it did. The Lord said, preach this. I preached it. He did the connecting. Amen. That's what the Spirit does. And so today, you know, um, my sermon, if I had to give it a title, I guess I would call it Watch What You Say. And I'm going to explain a little bit where that comes from. But I need, if you have your swords with you, to go with me to Mark, um, the book of Mark. And I need you to go with me to chapter 11. And I need you to go with me to verse 22. But while y'all looking that up, I'm going to give you some background information concerning this word. See, Jesus sees a fig tree and what he does is he curses the fig tree it's in the book of mark and so mark chapter 11 and so what he does he curses a fig tree he says to the fig tree you shall wither away you shall die no man shall eat of your fruit ever and then he walks away and then you know the story continues The next day, Peter sees that the fig tree that Jesus cursed is now withered away. It's now it's now dead. And so he 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 says, Master, look, you know, like they were amazed and perplexed. Like you cursed this fig tree. It was it looked like it was ready to go, you know, ready to produce fruit. But you cursed it. And now it looks like it, it it's withered away. It's dead. And so Jesus goes back and he tells them kind of why that happened. So he and so it goes uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22. And here you will find these words. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, 
What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now let me stop right there. My God, that's a powerful word. That is a very powerful word. But then, but, but let me explain to you a little bit what Jesus is talking about. Jesus says, have faith in God. What kind of faith is he talking about? What kind of belief in God is he talking about? Well, if you kind of remember, it, 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 the word here is constantly. When you have faith in God, that, that, that's in line with faithfulness. So you constantly have faith in God. He said, you, you, you got to have such a faith that you know as soon as you go to God, you already know that he's going to answer you. Amen. You have to have the kind of faith in God that you know that when I go to him, because it's like I constantly have it. I lack nothing because my mind and my focus is solely on the Lord. Is everyone with me so far? So he's saying, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. See, this is where the sermon <laughs> comes in. It says, watch what you say. See, Jesus didn't say, watch what you pray. He said, watch what you say. He said, whosoever saith to the mountain. Oh, come on. He didn't say, whosoever prayeth to the mountain. Whosoever saith. To the mountain, be thou removed yeah. from this place and cast it to the sea yeah. and does not doubt in his heart. He didn't say doubt it in your mind. He said doubt it in your heart. He don't care if you doubt it in your mind. Why? Because the enemy is always attacking your mind. That's why your mind has to be focused on the word of God. That's why your mind has to always be prepared. You have to hold the scripture says take every thought. Captive, meaning that you catch everything yeah, that is not yeah, of yeah. God, that is not of me. See, the Lord doesn't care if you doubt in your mind. Well, he cares if you doubt in your heart. He says, whosoever saith unto the mountain and does not doubt in his heart shall have whatsoever he what? Yeah. Say. Yes, yes, yes. Not whatsoever he prayeth, but whatsoever he saith. Teach that. That's why he said, watch what you Say. Yes, yes. Oh, I know yes. I came to preach today. Go ahead and preach that. Preach See, that. I'm going to show you how powerful words are. I'm going to show you how powerful. The scripture says, and the tongue holds the power of what? Life and death. Go back into the example when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Now, one time do you see Jesus say, Father, I curse this fig tree and then let it wither away and die. No, that is not what he did. He spoke. He spoke it. He said you are not going to produce fruit. You shall wither away and you shall die. And then he walked away. He left it alone. Comes back the next day. It's completely gone. What Mm. was it he was saying? He said, I don't need to pray. I can just say it and it shall happen. Mm. Oh, come on, somebody. Say that, say that, say that. Because what is prayer? See, some people say prayer is just talking to God. No, it's not. The word prayer actually means petition. It's a petition to God. When you pray, that's why he says when you pray. And whatsoever you say is when you pray, when you make a petition. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. 
whatever you say in the petition, believe that you have already received it. Believe that you have already got it. Because this right here, because this is where a lot of people stumble and does not doubt in his heart. Well, how do you doubt in your heart? How do you doubt in your heart? Let me see if this sounds familiar. Oh, Lord God, I pray for this promotion. I pray for this increase. A couple of minutes later, man, I ain't getting that increase. I ain't getting that promotion. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the credentials. My Lord, my Lord. Weren't you just praying, asking? Did you just say out of your mouth, Lord, I deserve this promotion. I want this promotion. I know I'm good enough. Well, maybe I'm not so good enough. Mm, my Lord. Maybe I'm not strong enough. Mm. Oh, I'm clothed in the blood of the Lamb. I have redemption. I am free. Well, maybe I'm not free. I gave my life to the Lord. I am free from my addiction. Well, maybe I'm not so free. Because this keeps coming back to me. Excuse me. The scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say. So, oh, there that word again. Say. Let them say they are redeemed. Yeah, yeah. That scripture yeah. doesn't mean let the redeemed say so. That don't mean you literally say so. That is not what that means. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people say, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Well, I'm redeemed, so so. Uh. <laughs> that is not what that scripture means. Let the redeemed say what they have been redeemed from. Yeah. Let them say that if you struggled with something, let them say I am free from that. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, preacher, what if it comes back? What if, what if, what if the enemy brings it back? You tell it, I am redeemed. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed say so. Preach that. Let them say out of their mouths, I am redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Let them say it to the heavens. Let them say it to the devil himself. I am redeemed. I am free. Who the son has set free? Free is free indeed. Yes, 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 yes. This is why some of you, when you pray, it is because of what you say later, you don't get what you ask for. Oh, come on, my Lord, my Lord. Wow. When you doubt in your heart is when you say it. Is when you allow your heart to become so attacked. That you say the opposite of what it is that you believed. Or what you asked the Lord for previously. That's what doubt in his heart means. Because out of the heart comes what? Deception. Out of the heart comes evil thoughts and the ways. But when you speak it. That's when it manifests. That's when you give it life. See it's one thing if you doubt it in your mind. It's another when you doubt it in your heart. You pray and I know the Lord's going to heal me. Well I'm still sick over here. Excuse me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. My Lord. Let them say what they have been redeemed from. Because mm. I tell you the truth. Amen. 
when the Lord freed me from anxiety and depression, I was freed from anxiety and depression. Amen. Even when the enemy tried to sneak them back in there, I said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm redeemed. You can't bring that back in here. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if the Lord's Spirit abides in me, oh, come on, somebody. Amen, amen. If I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, then what is that junk doing in here? I'm going to be like Jesus when he came into that temple and says, how dare you turn my father's house into a den of thieves. My house is to be a house of prayer for the what? Nations. So here it is. The spirit of God is living inside of me. How dare I bring in anxiety, depression, because I'm going to show you something. I'm going to teach you the power of the name of Jesus. He said, whosoever useth my name. Yes. I'm going to show you why that is so important. That name. Do you have any idea how powerful this name is? Do you even know what the name means? Do you even know how significant a name is? And doing some research and going back, I found out that in culture, a name was like the entirety of somebody. What, do, what does that mean? Let me explain. Jacob, his name was Jacob. And what does that mean? It means like thief. It means like deceiver. It's not a good name. What did Jacob do? Hmm, He schemed. He plotted. he, 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 He did a lot of things. But then when his name was changed to Israel... What did, what, what did the Lord say? He said, what is your name? Jacob. Not anymore. It's Israel. Why? Because you have wrestled with God. What does Israel mean? One who wrestles with God. Oh, come on, somebody. So what does that name Jesus mean? When you say Jesus Christ, what does that mean? Jesus means Savior. Christ means anointed. Jesus Christ, anointed Savior. That's what that means. But then, oh, whoa, 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 I, that's not all Jesus means by I will save you. Let me show you. When God, actually, you know what, I'm going to back up a little bit because I'm going to show you something. The scripture says, and God made his name above every other name. And other scripture that says, and the government of the world and the government of heaven shall be upon his shoulders. That's what that means. And all other governments and all other world powers are under what? His feet. That was given to him by the Father. So, hold on. Uh, Stay with me. There's a point to this. And so, the scripture says, Jesus said that as the Father does, the Son does likewise. So, translate, Jesus is saying, I just do whatever I see my Father do. So, hold on. Because there's a point to this. So hold on. So the scripture, when God heals the Israelites in the Old Testament, he said, my name is what? Jehovah Rapha. The God who heals. What was Jesus' ministry when he was on the earth? He was a healer. As the, as the father does, the son does like. Why? What did God say? I am Jehovah Jireh. What did Peter, what what did Jesus say to Peter 
when they had to pay their taxes, go get a fish and go get the first coins out of his mouth to pay for you and me. He provided. When the Lord says, I am El Bethel, God of the house of God. When you accepted Jesus, what did you become? Oh, come on, somebody. You became the temple of the Holy Spirit. You became the house of God. Come on now, I can go on and on and on. But this one is the most powerful. Yahweh. God says, I am that I am. I am Yahweh, the God who always was. I was there at the beginning. I was at the middle, and I'll be there at the end. Past, present, and future. Hmm. Going back to Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if you look all throughout the Old Testament, Jesus showed up in the Old Testament. Jesus still saves today. And he will reign forevermore. Read Daniel 7, verse 13. And he said, and I saw one that looked like the Son of Man. And upon him was given dominion in all the kingdoms of the world. Oh, come on, somebody. And his kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom. Meaning it's not going anywhere. Amen. Why is the name Jesus so powerful? Preacher, this is all wonderful. This is revelation. But where is the power in the name? Let me ask you. Is depression a name? Is anxiety a name? Is suicidal thoughts a name? Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Is cancer a name? Is PTSD a name? Then it's a good thing my Jesus name is above every last one of those names. By saying the name of Jesus, I am asking Jesus for the entirety of himself. He is a healer. He is a redeemer. He is a provider. When I say in the name of Jesus, I am calling on Jesus for the entirety of who he is to be involved in my life. As soon as I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I said, I accept you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior, meaning I accept you in everything that comes with you. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, how do I become righteous? The scripture says by you accepting Jesus, you become the righteousness of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, So I know I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm telling you that that name Jesus, that's why Jesus said, do not rejoice that the demons obey you. That's nothing. My name is powerful enough to make every demon in hell shudder. But rejoice that your name is written in heaven, that you actually know me and you have a relationship with me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Where am I going with this? Because some of you don't know who you are. You don't know how powerful your words are. He so ever saith unto this mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Meaning you don't say, well, the mountain ain't moving. No, you say, mountain, move. And it has no choice but to move. And does not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Don't you know that's... As the Father does, the Son does likewise. Mm. So if Jesus is making me, if the Holy Spirit is making me more like Jesus, and Jesus does the things of the Father, the Father don't go around, what he says is what goes. Mm. 
What he says, that's what happens. It shall be. He cannot tell a lie. So if this scripture is telling me the truth, then the truth is that, hold on, simply because I was made in the image of God and I am, as soon as I accepted Jesus and I received the Holy Spirit, I, I became adopted. Guess what? Which means now I can call Abba Father. Father is, is a father. So now I am a son. So as the father does, the son does likewise. So if he says I am free, then I am free. If he says I am healed, then I am healed. If he says I am delivered, then I am delivered. Come on, 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 on. somebody. If I speak it, if I say, and I don't doubt it in my heart, I shall have it. If I am weak, then let me say I am strong. If I'm poor, let me say I am rich. Let me let thanksgiving always be in my mouth because that is what my Lord deserves. Not because of the things he does for me, but simply because that is who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I'm going to teach you one more thing. Do you know why it is so powerful when you give your life to Jesus? When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you confess out of your mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, you want to know why that's so powerful? Because that's what God the Father says about him. Some of you missed that. Because that's what God the Father, God the Father's words are so powerful. That even if it comes out of your mouth, oh, come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on. That even if it comes out of his, even if it comes out of your mouth, it's just as powerful as if it came out of his. Why? Because the power is in the one who said the word, not the word. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> So when you say the scriptures, it is not the one who said it. I mean, it's not the word itself, but it's the one who said it. That's why you can say in Jesus' name, I declare healing on your life. Don't make excuses when you pray for somebody. I've seen some people, even I'm guilty of this. I pray for somebody and, and they get healed a little bit. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not. I dare not speak that. I said, let me pray for you again. I pray for them again. And now it's, it's even better. I said, but Lord, I'm going to get to the point where as soon as I touch that person, that person going to be healed. Why? Because that is what I said when I prayed. Mm. Let me show you. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be too long. But I'm going to try to use this example for you. I'm going to show you how wonderful the Father is. I'm going to show you why Jesus is so wonderful. Why Jesus' name is so important for us. Why being an intercessor for us is so important. Why? Because the Bible says he is the high priest in the order of Meshelzadik. Meaning he's in the highest order of the high priest. But what does that mean? Well, back in the Old Testament, when you went to the priest, the priest took your offering took it before the Lord, came back and blessed you with whatever you, whatever the amount of what you sacrificed was. So let's say you give, this is my offering. Okay. 
give it to the Lord. The Lord is pleased. I come back and I bless you with whatever the Lord says you earned by giving that. And Jesus says the same way. That's why when you pray, you don't go directly to the Father. You say what? In Jesus' name. Through Jesus, I speak to the Father. Through Jesus. Jesus, help me out. You. Talk to him. Talk to him. For me. Got you. Speak for me as I pray. You got me? Okay. But let me show you why this is so amazing. Look at this. I'm going to read this again. For verily I say unto you. Meaning he himself is saying this. Meaning he's saying this ain't going to change. This is something he's speaking over every last one of you. It's everlasting. That's why his kingdom is everlasting. When he says, you know, keep this up. I'm going to have y'all here forever. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Let me run this example by you. Let's say dad has a, you know, dad has watches. He has very nice watches. I don't, I, he has such nice watches. I, I don't even know how you could tell time off of those watches. Some of them, I, I don't even think we could tell time anymore because everything's digital. They, they're old school. If I ask my father, for a watch. And he gives me a watch. And I come back to him and I said, Father, I need a watch. I have one in my hand. I need a watch. You have one in your hand. I need a watch. You see how ridiculous some of us look? That's how we look when we pray. Because as soon as I ask the Father, the scripture says, it was already given to me. Uh, it was given to me. So here it is. I already have it. And I'm continually saying, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I need a watch. You have one in your hand. I already gave it to you as soon as you asked for it. But then what do I say? I guess I don't have a watch. Hey, give me back my watch then, because you ain't doing nothing with it. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. That's how some of us look when we pray, when we constantly going back for the same thing. I already gave it to you. Just believe that you already received it. And do not doubt in your heart, which means don't say, I don't have it yet. No, I got it. I'm just waiting for it to be revealed. Oh, come on, somebody. But I'm going to show you one more thing. I'm almost done. I really am. My God. I'm going to show you the problem. Why you really need to watch what you say. Because I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 14. And this is something you have to understand. See, the Israelites... 
This is after the ten spies. Numbers chapter 14. But before that time, if you read the scriptures, all the Israelites were doing was complaining. They would complain. Moses would go pray. Moses would talk to God. God would fulfill it. God would do whatever. And then turn around. They complain again. They finally get to the promised land. There's 12 spies. 10 come back and say, yes, it is, filling, it is flowing with milk and honey. But, but they look like giants. We look like grasshoppers. They'll kill us. Two spies said what? Let's go get it. If God delights in us and God is with us and God uh, fights with us, then let's go get it. Simple, right? But then they keep complaining. They actually said, well, let's appoint a leader and let's go back to Egypt. Forget about all that God has done for us to get us through the wilderness. Forget that God came in the pillar of cloud by day to guide us and that he came by a pillar of fire by night. Let's forget all that. Let's go. Let's go back to Egypt. Because if we stay here, we're going to die anyway. You see how negative what they said is? I'm going to show you something. Because if you don't watch what you say, oh, God will honor what you say. Numbers 14, and I'm starting at verse 20. 26, 26. And there you will find these words. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? Hello. Meaning, again, all they're doing is talking about me. They're talking bad about me. They're not being thankful. They're not praising me. They're talking negative. Look at this. I have heard the murmurings. Meaning, I heard them talking of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. I hear them talking, and I hear them talking against me. So guess what? Say unto them, this is what the Lord said, say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness. And all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upper, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Save, save, meaning except Caleb, one of the spies, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. What? Let me translate that for you. All right. Y'all kept saying y'all were going to die in the desert. Y'all kept saying that, that, that it's better off being in Egypt because we're all going to die. You shall have what you, what you kept talking about. You will die in this wilderness. That is what I said. That's what the Lord is saying. That's what I'm saying. See, before I didn't say nothing to you. But now this is what I say. Since y'all want to talk, I'm going to show you whose word trumps who. 
And since you did not believe for me, hello, since you did not believe for me to give you the promised land, you shall not have it. You shall have exactly what you asked for. Death in the wilderness. Except for the two spies who said, let's go and get it. The ones who said the right things. You will inherit the promised land. So why am I telling you this? You have to watch what you say. For whosoever saith unto the mountain, be thou cast and removed. Be thou cast and removed into the sea. And shall believe and not doubt in his heart. He shall have the things which he what? Saith. You must understand that our God is a good God. He is a loving God. He is a loving Father. Whatsoever you ask, whatever you petition, it's what you say. What you say may negate what you pray. Oh, hello, somebody. Let me run that back. What you say may negate what you pray. I'll say that one more time. What you say may negate what you pray. So let always thanksgiving do what the scripture says. Let thanksgiving always be on your mouth. Like Psalm 63. When David will wake up, he will wake up praising God and thanking him. When he would go to bed, he would think about the wonders of him. Learn to love the Lord, not because he does something for you, but simply because that is who he is. Give honor where honor is due. Not because of everything God has done, but because that is what he is. He is worthy of it all, is he not? So, So, Lord, even right now, I repent of anything that I have said if it has been unthankful. If I have been unthankful or ungrateful for anything you have given me. I repent of that now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Because I always want the praise of the Lord to always be on my lips. I always want to have the thankfulness of the Lord on my lips. I want to always have praise on my lips. I always want to think of the things above. Because that's where all the goodness is. That's where all the good stuff is. That's why he says, believe that you received it. Because it comes from him. It comes from above. And so right now, that is my prayer. Even that I learn to walk in this better. To have faith in God continually. So that if when I pray and the things that I say... I don't have to go back and keep praying for the same thing. I already received it. So all I got to do is thank him for it and keep it moving. Lord, I thank you for the ministry. I thank you for the church that you have already promised that Ajiah shall be. I ain't looking at what it is. Because if I look at that, then I'm not looking at you. But if I look at you and you have already spoken... What you said, Ajah, shall be. And you have already given the vision to the men and women of God of what Ajah shall be. 
said, who am I to doubt in my heart and say something opposite of what you said? Mm. Oh, I stand on the word of God. You will always hear the word of God come out of my mouth. Why? Because that is the way the Father is. Do not be afraid of the transition. Because that's what happened to Moses. Moses was supposed to what? Speak to the rock. What did he do? He hit the rock. Why? He didn't believe it. If, if he spoke to it, it was going to happen. He was so used to doing miracles with his stick, he didn't believe God would do it otherwise. And that rock, if you read further in Scripture, that rock was Jesus. So some of us need to stop trying to beat, <laughs> need to stop being the rock with a stick and hoping for an answer. But instead, ask and ye shall what? Have. Ask and shall be given. Seek, ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be what? Open. You ain't got to smack somebody with a, with, with a rod, praying for the same thing over and over and over again. When you pray and by what you say, believe that you received it. Do not doubt in your heart. And what did Jesus say? And he shall have the things whatsoever. He what? Saith. Learn to walk in that. Watch what you say. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I give you praise. And I thank you, wonderful Master, for the word that you have given us today. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Right now, I pray that you will touch everyone who is here right now. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are the helper. Help every last one of us to speak whatever so the Lord saith from the word of God. Let us speak the positive things. Let us speak life. For, Lord, you come from the kingdom of light, but in your kingdom there is also life. For you are the God of life, the scripture says. And if I am made in your image, I am supposed to speak what? Life into my life, not death. And so, Lord, I repent right now of any death I have spoken in my life. I repent of any doubt that is in my heart. Lord, I ask as humbly as that man who asked you to heal his son. Lord, help my unbelief where I struggle. Help me in my lack of faith. Help me to believe the way that you need me to believe. And Lord, help for your thankfulness and praise to always be on my lips. From now until I'm with you for all eternity. Lord, I love you. I adore you. Thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. While the presence of the covenant of the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me. Amen, amen, and amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Take care and be blessed. 
Hi, Reverend Simba here. First, I want to personally say thank you for listening to the ABC of Faith International podcast. I pray that you enjoyed the message and I pray that it really blessed your life and really touched your heart and mind. You know, the Lord, when he started showing me um, the thing of ABC of Faith, he said, you know, show my people that like the ABCs, it's not easy, but it's simple. Once you know what to do and how to do it, it's actually rather simple. The word becomes rather simple. And that's really what it is. That's really what this ministry is all about, is to show you the ABCs of faith, to show you the the simplicity and really just the genius of God. You know, it's really amazing um, what the Lord does with the word of God. And so... I really want you to understand I'm not here to teach about a religion or anything like that. That is not, in fact, that's not even God's goal. God did not send Jesus to teach us religion, but to reconcile us back to him, to have a relationship with him. You know, a man once said religion is man's attempt to get to God. Jesus is God's attempt to get to man. Wow. Glory to God. That is so amazing, you know, and really... I tell you the truth, giving your life to Jesus, there is nothing like it. There is nothing better to have a relationship, a real relationship with Jesus is really the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And so I just want, um, the Lord told me that to present an opportunity for people at the end, if they want to receive the Lord Jesus, to give them that opportunity. And that's what I'm doing here. And so I want, if you want to know who the Lord Jesus is, if you want to have a relationship with the Lord, if you want to receive him into your heart and into your life, then all I want you to do is to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. And I say, Lord, I am sorry for my sins. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. I ask you, Lord, to wash me in your blood and to make me white as snow. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to the earth, born of a virgin, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again on the third day with all power in your hand, and that you are seated at the right hand of the Father to be an intercessor for me, and that you are coming back again. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my mind. I receive you this day to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that beautiful prayer, I just want to say welcome to the family of God. He loves you so much. And so right before I leave, I'm going to do a quick prayer for you and then... (laughs) that will conclude this. Okay. 
I hope you are ready and I hope you are excited. Lord Jesus, I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I pray for all those who are listening and all those who are here. I pray, Lord, that you will touch their hearts, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will just continue to move in a mighty way. I pray, Lord, that you will make yourself known to them. I pray right now. I loose right now the Holy Spirit right now into their lives. I pray, Lord, that you will just begin to reveal yourself in your word. I pray, Lord, that as they grow in their relationship with you, that that you will just continue to show them just more and more and more of you. Show them what it means to be a true believer in Jesus Christ and what it is to have a relationship with you. And Lord, I pray that you will just continue to work in their lives. I pray right now, I loose the kingdom of God into their lives right now. I bind and rebuke the kingdom of darkness. I bind and rebuke all lies, schemes, and plans of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus and by the finished work of the cross. And I pray that Lord, that as they continue to stay connected to this ministry, as they continue, Lord, to just continue to learn, Lord, that you will just continue just to have your way in their lives. Lord, we love you, adore you, thank you, and praise you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. While in the present comfort of the Holy Spirit and my prayer partner's agreement said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Take care and be blessed.